Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, with my main man, Ryan Rizuki. Today's guest, Brandon Armstrong, web comedian that does impersonations of NBA players, known as AKA BDOT. Let's dive right in. All right, BDOT, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Fadeaways me. and Fundamentals. What's up, my man? Not with much, my main man, man Ryan Rizuki. So, Bita, let's get right into this. So, let me, t- uh, won't you tell me a little about, about your life in basketball, where you grew up? Um, well, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, um, Decatur, Georgia, to be specific. Uh, I think I started playing basketball, I think at a late age, I think maybe like at 10. Um, I was at a summer camp, and they had a basketball goal outside, and I, you know, I started shooting, and I, you know, I fell in love with it ever since. Soccer was my first sport, soccer and baseball. And yeah, so that's that's how I started in the basketball and now, you know, it's changed my life. Okay. Now, how was your high school? My high school was, um, it was cool. Um, we were decent, uh, Shambly High School up in Shambly, Georgia. My junior year, I was terrible. But we ended up making, we ended up being like number one team in the nation in the state and going to state. But I was, I, I think I was, I was bad. We had a losing record my senior year. Um, Throughout there, I went. I played with this um, guy named Coach, Coach Miller, for the Atlanta All Stars. He changed my game completely, okay. like a major improvement. I was more comfortable with the ball. My shot was better. And in high school, probably I averaged probably like 20, 23, 23 and six, twenty three and seven, and uh, the Coca Cola Award for like one of the most outstanding players. And yeah, right on. Now um, you were uh, talking with Ryan and I, and you had mentioned that you actually played in the G League or. Called the G League now, but back then was the G League. Yeah, yeah. So how was that? Um, it was it was it was dope. Um, I was fresh out of college, went to Division Two, Lincoln Memorial University. Um, I didn't average fifty points. No one on the team averaged more than fourteen because it was you know we were all evenly dispersed and you know we was able to win like that. So it was you know it was it was it was tough. Um, I went through it. Went to a tryout in Memphis for the Reno Bighorns. Made that tryout. Got invited up to Reno for the Reno tryout made that trial and end up getting by the training camp. So it was, you know, it was dope. Play with guys like Gary Temple. He plays for the Sacramento Kings right now. Um, Jack McClinton played for Miami, Tyler Honeycutt. Um, yeah, a lot of guys, Rob Sampson third. So it was a great experience. Right on. How was that grind in the, in the D-League? Um, knowing how it is, um, you're not making a whole lot of money. Uh, you're you're constantly practicing. You're making yeah, you you make you make more in a ten in a ten day than you do in a in a D league season, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would believe Facts. that. Yeah, wow, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So how was that? Um, it was. I mean, it was it was tough. But like I said, I was a I was a, in my mind, I was a kid fresh from a Division two school, given opportunity to play in the National uh, Development Development Basketball League, and in my mind, I'm like I'm one I'm one or two games from being called up to the NBA. Right. So it was it was it was cool. We stayed in the hotels. Um I had to I had to do ice baths in the hotels, in the hotel bathtub. Uh I was in Reno, it was super cold. Um but I mean I love the grind, you know, it was yeah. something that I I looked forward to every day and, you know, I you know, still doing it now. Yeah. Now from there you went and played I played overseas. in um, yep, played over in Spain and Madrid from right. La Buena. And then from there over to um, Australia. Now, how was that? Um, Madrid was a—I guess you can say it was a culture shock a little bit, just because of the language barrier. Okay. But I mean, I knew I knew enough 
Spanish. I knew um, arroz and pollo, rice and chicken. <laughs> so I knew enough. I knew enough. I knew more than my other American imports to survive. So I was always the man of talking and pronunciating what I think, you know, what the word is. Right. But that was dope. And then Australia was just beautiful in general. Um, it wasn't a language barrier. Uh, you get all four seasons. It's it's beautiful. I love it, and um, that's where I'm looking to go back. Cool. Over in April. That's cool. But um, you were talking, um, you know, off the record before how the players there they expect you, since you're from America, to be like this <clears throat> next LeBron James, Michael Jordan kind of guy. How was that? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, as the import, you know, usually getting paid the most in the team, so they're expecting to get what they pay. So, and you know, every everyone, everyone in the league, you know, they, they know you're not American, they know you're import. So they're, you know, they're gunning for your head. Right. They're gonna be more physical with you. You come off a screen, they're gonna check you, they're gonna hip check you. They're gonna, when you go to the hole, they're gonna make sure you end up on your butt. Right. So, you know, it was just more of a, more of a mental, you know, of course my body had to be ready, ready physical, physically, but it was more mental and being able to, you know, sustain that, fighting through that adversity and, you know, playing a game, you know, that you, that got you to that level. Right. So, now, was there any um, advice you had gotten from anybody either back home in the States or from a coach there? Um, just uh, from from some of the vets in the in the D League I played with, it's basically telling me just keep shooting Rook. Keep shooting and just and just work hard. Just because, you know, I have to I have to fight harder right. than the next man, which is, you know, that's, that's nothing coming from Division Two and overlooked and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not, you know. That's nothing new. You're yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I, I'm used to hard work, and okay. I, I appreciate it. So, that's what they just told me, man. Just keep shooting and just stay positive, and just try to work as hard as the next person. Cool. Now, now, okay. So you leave basketball. Now you start this whole social media game, and it it blows up for you. And how is that? You know, impersonating all these uh, NBA players. Um, it's it's fun. You know, I get to wake up and. You know, try to make the world laugh in right. some way or form, and just wake up knowing that I created a, a genre of comedy that's never been created. So it's like, I don't know, it's dope. I never, I still to the day, I don't sit back and realize like, like you kind of made sports comedy so, right. for social media. So and it's dope. I, like I said, I like I like to help as many people as possible and see, and if I'm able to put as many smiles and laughter on as many people's face, then I'm I'm satisfied. That's so cool. I, I don't know. I like it. I, I love it. Right. Now, I mean, my personal favorite that you impersonate, I've watched countless <laughs> film on you before this interview. Um, I do like the D-Wade, um, and I definitely like the Jason Williams. Uh, what is your favorite person to impersonate? Probably uh, the Russell Westbrook, just because he's my favorite player. Okay. And it's the one that started it all, changed my whole life. Right. Ever since that video, I haven't played a professional basketball game in two and a half years. Okay. So... Definitely the Russell Westbrook, and it was more of like, it was funny because if I still have it in my notes. The title of that video was Russell Westbrook um, in-game facial expressions versus his player card. It wasn't even Russell Westbrook be like. Okay. It was like how his player card is so like nice and looks pleasant, and then on the court he's like a complete monster. Right. And then ESPN grabbed it and turned it to a Russell Westbrook be like. And then I just like, okay, let me do Tim Duncan. Let me do James Harden. Let me do Tony Allen. And Kobe Bryant. Kobe. And yeah. Just, yeah, and it's. Just, yeah, it's just changed ever since, and the, everyone loves it, so. Right. Now, is there a funny situation or a story that can go with that? Like, say you met Westbrook, and he's just like, 
That's funny. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm in the middle of the street, uh, Fish Sticks, I forgot what it's called, but it's in Westwood. And I was, um, it's a coffee bean. And Gailey, it was like it was Gailey Ave or something. And I was walking to my Uber, and a car stops in the middle of the street, and it says, hey, man, you're a funny dude. So I turn around, and I say, oh, thank you. Just thinking it's a random guy. But the car is still parked there as I'm still getting inside my Uber. And I look, I was like, thank you. You know, I said, thank you again. I looked, I said, Westbrook? He was like, yeah, yeah. So I went over, I met Westbrook in the middle of the street in Westwood. He's coming from a Taylor Swift concert. And he, and he just told <laughs> wait, me. Wait, wait, uh, who's coming from the Taylor Swift? Uh, Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, Westbrook, Westbrook and Kobe, they're big Taylor Swift fans. And so um, he was like, man, you, you're a funny dude. Keep it going and keep it up. And we took a picture. And that's, yeah, that's probably the craziest, cool. randomest story right in on. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you think about this whole social media game, like, with how big it is now with the youth and everything? Do you think it's causing any friction with their game or? I mean, I mean, the game basketball is always evolving. So, you know, it's, it's more now guard-oriented, even into the point where you have six, six and seven-footers able to dribble like right. guards or wanting to triple like guards. So, I mean, in social media, it, it helps in terms of exposure. Okay. You're able to, you know, you're able to see those hidden gems that, you know, those dominant roughs that, you know, we, that you, you couldn't get attached to, you know, back when we played. Right. So, you know, I think from that point, it's, it helps the game a lot. And then some, most of it hurts it in terms of a lot of these kids are playing for the highlight play. They're playing for yes. the – they're playing to be posted by me or they're playing to be posted by – you know, my boy Lowe saying, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of our fault, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, you, you got to try to, you know, it's about growing up. Right. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, most of the, most of the older kids that are going to these, you know, um, division one, high major schools, NBA right. potentials, they're able to, you know, decipher that. Even the ones that go to the mid majors, they right. understand that, you know, my game isn't flashy as a highlight, but I can still get the job done without being post, posted by Bleacher Report. Yeah, because there's, multiple people in the NBA are all over the world that are making millions of dollars and they aren't that highlight guy. You exactly. Know? Tim Duncan, one probably the greatest power forward yeah. ever played a game. He I watched his top ten the other day. It was probably the most boring top ten plays I've ever seen in my life. Hit like a like a, a backboard three for the game winner, some block, a floater. It wasn't Tim Duncan posterizing Shaq or none of that. Right. But he's arguably the greatest power forward ever played a game. Right. Yeah, so. I mean I see it all the time. My son watches countless videos on Steph Curry and everybody else, and he tends to over-dribble in games. And I always bring him back to Ryan, and Ryan has to beat him like a dead horse and say, look, one or two moves and go to the hoop. Exactly. Right or wrong, Ryan? Yeah, always. These, these guys are professionals. They're yeah. able to, you know, if you notice, even though it's a lot of dribbling, it's, it's all for reason. It's never for let me be flashy or – even, you know, even if they're up by 30, they may do a little trick trick here. But if you watch Steph for the Kyrie, especially Steph, it's like poetry in motion. It's like he's dancing. So right. maybe he, he may dribble 20 or 15, 15 to 20 times, but each move is, oh, grace if I get cut off and put it behind my back. Oh, I'm trying to go this way. Oh, two a step back. So it's it's different versus, I mean, I don't know. I like, I like you know, I like the John Walls and the Westbrooks, the, you know, the East-West guards. Yes. Um, just because I'm not, I'm not a dribbling, flashy guard myself. I, I dribble to my shot. I dribble to get you someone get else open. You get your spots and you knock down your shot. Yeah, right so mine's, mine's very limited dribble. It's very rare you're going to see me ISO somebody and try a crossover behind the back between the legs and like that, so. Right on. You right know on. what I was saying was nice about the social media thing, though, is, like, 
and and the Ball Bros are the best example of it. But they built their own brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like if, Zion, if Zion Williamson right Williamson right now wanted to build his own brand, he could just create his own thing. Like Jelly Fam did it, and uh, yep. who else? Like uh, I'm sure Jalen Hands, if he wanted to, he could do it. And it's just I think it's cool because then you don't have to just be stuck with, you know, what's there. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Facts, and it sucks with the whole Jelly Fam thing because you know they're not able to make money from it because they are you know College. NCAA. But I've, the loophole the loophole with that is you would have to be something. As of like a ball family where you you can't have a basketball scholarship, so you have to have like an academic academic scholarship mm-hmm. or financial aid. But in order to make money and be a an NCAA athlete, you can't have a basketball scholarship. So if you're like Little Romeo was able to pay, mm-hmm. which a lot of these kids aren't, then you know that's the that's the only way. Yeah. Which sucks because the colleges make Bang. billions from them. Like. Oh, can you just can't even imagine how many JJ Reddick jerseys and yeah and 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 Trey Young jerseys. Ben Simmons is the best. Ben, oh man, yeah. it's something that has to change. Even if it's going towards, I don't know, like just JBL, right? You know, or even yeah. if, like even if you know, if you if you're not giving the kid money directly, you can, it can be for you know, like a when you get your 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 refund check or something. Mm-hmm. It can be like that. It can be like a check every other month. For right. the kid, you yeah. know. Yeah, they need something to live on. Yeah, I like that, yes. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you hear some of the worst stories of people who can't even eat, and they they make the NCAA billion. Mm-hmm. I mean, sad. my brother played Division two ball, and I guess he couldn't have a job playing D two, and mm. he ate top ramen for months. Yeah. Who's who's the dude that was uh he was playing football? He started a YouTube channel, right? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Dude started a YouTube channel and said, no, you can't make money off YouTube and whatever. So he just quit. He quit playing football. Nah. To make more money. Cause you know he, made him, he, he just money. wanted to do what he believed in, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to do what I, you And you, you hear these stories like how you, you, can't, you can't blame the kid if he accepts gifts from, you know, no. uh, someone of higher significance, you know, for them. Because they don't have it. Like, it's. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I'll take the Mercedes. Like, <laughs> I, I, you can be my agent if I go yeah. to the league after college. Rather have a Mercedes than driving the bus. Exactly, oh, right? Man. Yeah, but it, it, I think hopefully to change. Yeah. So if everything was erased, I mean, now that, you know, all the success that's happening right now and everything if you've learned in the last several years, everything erased today and you had to leave three core values behind, what would those be? Always keep God first. Never stop doing whatever you're doing that's positive. And remain humble. I like that. That's heat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. And that's when, because when I was making my videos, I didn't always make sports videos. Right. I was on Vine. I had me and my me and my ex girlfriend had our own page. I had my own page. When I was in Australia, I was doing my Vine. That's when I was on my road to 100K Vine followers, and I was still creating. There were just regular, you know, white-collar, blue-collar comedy, just, you know, different people be like, different skits. Then just one day I had the Westbrook idea. That was my only sports ever video ever, and it, now that's all I do. It changed right. my life, and I just never stopped creating. Like, I never stopped making videos, even if they, even if one video didn't have as many views as the other. Right. At least, at least 300 of those people that viewed it, you know, liked it. Right. You know, so I always say it's, it's more positive. When you're doing something positive, it's more positive remarks and more positive feedback from it than negative. Right. Of course, I got a lot of haters. A lot of people that talk mess, they troll, but 
mm-hmm. it doesn't get to me because I'm I'm gonna have for every bad comment I have fifty. Oh, I love your videos. Oh, be that your inspiration. Like it's gonna be way more of those comments than negative. So right on, right on. Yeah. So what's your favorite move when you're playing? Um, I like sidestep, sidestep to the right, to the right, um, to the right step back, or throwing the ball out to my right. Chasing it down in the corner and take fade it up away. With the left and then take it. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Favorite mm-hmm. basketball player of all time. Tracy McGrady. Okay. T-Mac. Super nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was able to play with him in a celebrity game and <clears throat> and meet him. Like he was probably. Of course, I like AI, but I I used to just love T-Mac. Right on. Yeah. Favorite Jordan shoe ever. Man, that's funny because I don't know anything about Jordans. So Nothing. I think, nope. I think the um. My favorite shoe, I think I had, okay, what I had about some your 13s. I think okay. they were 13s or 14. Okay. I don't know, man. They was like it was like suede right here. It's either 13s or the 14s. Okay. They were like they were low tops. They were like suede. They had like patent leather, little mark right here. You know what I'm talking about? Before, He's a Jordan man. You know, you I know, know all about? kinds, but it was like it was like the 14. Easy, the 14s or 13s. Well, the 13s like, have the hologram. The so it wasn't the hologram. It was the 14. It's it was the 14. 14 cents. Yep, it was a low. Where? You got a 14? Oh, yeah, 14. They were low tops. Yeah, it was the 14. Okay, so. cool. What's yeah. your favorite shoe now then? Because I see you got some Hirachis on. Yeah, uh, my favorite just regular shoe or Hirachis. And my favorite basketball shoe is Kyrie's. Okay. Don't let Under Armour hear that. <laughs> Which ones? Twos or threes? Um, I like the ones and the threes. I haven't, I haven't worn the fours yet. Oh, but only right. the ones and threes. The twos were kind of bulky. Okay. They were a little bit too bulky for me. I like try to cut the strap, but then my shoelaces got stuck on the Velcro. Yeah, and it was deteriorating. So <laughs> my one, the ones are my all-time favorite, but I love the threes. And so, how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out after they hear uh, this? Oh, just all my social media. It's all b dot a dot five b d l t a d l t the number five. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Black Planet, eHarmony, <laughs> everything, man. I'm on it all. I'm on it all. Social media king. <laughs> well, hey, man. Thank you for being on the show, man. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, enjoy your workouts yeah, with man. Ryan, man. Thanks thanks for having me. I thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. This is dope. Appreciate do you. We, do we right dap? Do we, can they hear that? Yeah, we can hear that. Yeah, yeah, hear that? Go, hear that? That was us uh, dapping. <laughs> hear that? Yeah, that's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>